Hello and welcome to the End of Days podcast, where every podcast episode is designed to help you navigate your way through these very difficult times and these days of religious deception. It's been said that only the strong can survive, but it is the strong in the Lord that will survive in these wicked, spiritually wicked days that we live in. Because of recent news events, it seems like people are more interested in end times events and the signs of the end of the age. And let me say first, thank God for the signs. Thank God that we have a warning that God is merciful to not surprise us, but to give us warning signs, letting us know the hour is getting late and the end of all things, as the Bible says, is at hand. Most importantly, his return, the second coming of Christ. But as we know, before he returns to rule and reign for a thousand years, as the Bible says, there's the event called the rapture that we believe that could happen pretty much at any time. So if that is the case, and we do believe that, we need to be ready, ready right now. And the signs and the prophecies that the Bible gives should create a sense of urgency within us so that even if we have been a Christian, a follower of Christ for many years, we need to get closer and make sure that we are not deceiving ourselves and being just religious, but actual followers of Christ. And for those who might be just curious about the signs of the times and the end of the age, once again, this should the signs should create a sense of urgency because we know that we're living in unprecedented times. A time where it seems like the news headlines are taken right out of the Bible. And it's interesting to talk about what these signs mean to the nations of the world uh, concerning Jerusalem and concerning even Russia or even the United States. But I think even more importantly, we should examine what are these signs telling you, warning you of. The prophet Jeremiah prophesied to the people of Israel for 40 years that destruction was coming. For 40 years, they did not listen. They rejected his prophecies. They rejected his warnings. And just as it was prophesied, the Babylonians came destroyed Israel. Also in the book of Jonah, chapter 3, verse 3 and 4, Jonah, you're probably familiar with Jonah, you know, Jonah in the, in the belly of the whale. But Jonah was sent on a mission. He was sent to the people of Nineveh to prophesy to them, saying that in 40 days, Nineveh will be destroyed. In fact, let's take a brief look at the book of Jonah. I know you're thinking, the book of Jonah? Yeah, you can pause the podcast right here and take a minute and look for the Old Testament book of Jonah. Not used that often, but some very powerful messages are in there. So looking at the book of Jonah chapter 3, looking at verse 5, it says, Though the people of Nineveh believed God, 
and proclaim the fast. So after they heard the prophecy of Jonah, uh, unlike the Israelites when they heard the prophecy of Jeremiah, who you know prophesied for 40 years, they heard this uh, warning that came from Jonah. And what the people of Nineveh did is that, as it says here, they believed God. In other words, they believed what Jonah said, that that was the voice of God coming to them. So what they did was they proclaimed a fast. And it says that they put on sackcloth. This is from the greatest of them and to the least of them. So it means all of them. Sackcloth is like a sign of mourning or a sign of humility that they would wear. And verse 6 says, even the king took off his robe and did the same thing. Put on the sackcloth, sign of repentance, the sign of mourning, the sign of humility. And even for the king, as it says in verse 6 here, to take off his robe and put on sackcloth. That's a big deal. Even verse 7 declared that even the animals would be on a fast. Man, that is serious. Verse 8 says, But let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto God, and let every one of them turn from his evil way and from the violence that is in their hands. Verse 9 says, Who can tell if God will, God will turn and repent and turn away from his wrath and anger that we should not perish? Verse nine, oh, sorry, verse ten says, and God saw their works, that they turned from their e their evil way, and God, in His mercy, repented of the evil that He had said that He would do unto them, and He didn't do it. Let's turn now to the book of Second Timothy. Look at Second Timothy chapter three, and starting with verse one. It says, "Know this also: in the last days, perilous or dangerous." or just bad times shall come. People will be lovers of them own selves. They'll be greedy, bolsters, proud, blasphemous, saying bad things about God, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, verse 3, without natural affection. Well, there's a stop on that one right there. Without natural affection. I mean, people are just aren't kind anymore. You know, you see... People, uh, you know, abusing the elderly, you know, child abuse, child trafficking. I mean, this world is just, just getting disgusting. It goes on to say, truce breakers, false accusers, uh, incontinent, it says here in the King James, or without self-control, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, not trustworthy, heady and high-minded, means they're conceited. And also, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. If this doesn't describe the times that we're living in right now, I don't know what does. But again, this starts off by saying that, you know, in the last days, in the last days, this comes as a warning to us, knowing, showing us signs that we're living in the last days. And we know that things are just basically getting worse in the world. I mean, if you've lived long enough, you've seen things change. Um, if you haven't noticed any changes, talk to your grandparents. I remember talking to mine, when, you know, years ago, 
telling me of a different world. You know, a world where people were a little bit more friendly. Where there are times you can, you know, not have to worry about your door being unlocked at night. Sleep with your door unlocked. You know, there was a time when a dollar bought a lot more than what it is, does right now. The times are changing. Not for the better, but for the worse. I mean, did we ever think that we'd live in a world where we didn't know exactly what a woman was? This is crazy. But yet all these things serve as signs, as warning signs. That if you're far away from God, now is your your chance to get close to God. Now is the time. Things are not going to get better. No matter how many scientific advances that we have, uh, new discoveries, technology, people are getting worse. The Bible says that the devil knows his time is short and he has more wrath towards man. And I think it shows because people have just gone crazy. Romans chapter 2, let's look at that. Romans chapter 2, verse 4. It says, Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long-suffering, not knowing that the, long, that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. Verse 5 says, But after thy hardness and impenitent or unrepentant heart, you treasure up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who, verse 6, will render or give to every person according to their deeds. Let's throw in verse 7 as well. To them who by patient continuance in well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality, eternal life. So it is the mercy and the long-suffering of God. Long-suffering means, just like it sounds, suffering long, putting up with us in our unrepentant and rebellious state. Yet he gives us warnings, giving us opportunities to, to turn ourselves around, to wake up and come to our senses. So the question really is that, yeah, we see the signs. Yeah, we know we're living in the last days. How does that impact you? Will you have the right response and turning to Christ is the issue. And really being serious about your own salvation. Let's also turn to the book of Luke. Luke chapter 21 and verse 35. Verse 35 says, For as a snare or like a trap, it shall come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. The it that it's talking about, talking about the day of the Lord. Verse 36 says, Watch you therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. So we've all have been warned. There's no reason for us to be caught off guard. You see, Jeremiah prophesied for 40 years and the people turned a deaf ear. For 40 years he was pleading with these people, the Israelites, and they didn't heed the warning and then destruction came. The people of Nineveh heard the warnings of Jonah. They only had 40 days. 
but yet they took advantage of the time and they repented in sorrow. Thing of the matter is, uh, there's so many prophecy experts out there and they don't agree. You know, maybe it might be a long time coming before the rapture, which I think is the next prophetic event that's going to happen, one of the next ones. Or it could be tomorrow. Experts disagree. And though the experts do agree on a certain timing of events, everyone can agree that we are most definitely living in the last days. And the best thing for us to do is not play a waiting game because tomorrow isn't promised to anyone. That's why the Bible says today is the day of salvation. Today, now is the acceptable time. Why wait? I mean, yes, we do see the signs of the times and we do read the Bible and hear and see the warnings. But tomorrow is not promised to anyone. We have to take advantage of the time that we have. The time to repent if we have to. And if you're not sure, repent again. And make sure that you are in right standing with God. We have too much at stake. Hell is hot. Hell is forever. But yet we don't have to go there. God has given us a way to escape through forgiveness and being cleansed by the blood of Jesus and thank God that we do have a way to escape we can see these things coming up on the horizon these wars that can just spread and turn into World War 3 possibly but God has offered us an escape plan let's also look at the book of 1 Thessalonians Chapter 5 and verse 9. It says, For God has not appointed us unto wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourself together and edify one another, even as you also do. In other words, in Christ, there's no reason to be fearful. Can't We're not fearful of the things that might happen, the global events that might, you know, come upon us or the daily things that could happen to us because of just crazy folks out there doing things. We're safe and secure in Christ. So that whether we live or whether we die, we belong to the Lord. And that's something to rejoice about. But in order to to take advantage of this, we have to make sure that, once again, we're in right relationship with God. So even today, if you feel like you have some unfinished business or something that's undone between you and the Lord, take care of it. You know, repent right now things that you've done, whether it was last night, last month, last year, whatever it is. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Ask for his forgiveness. Turn from these wicked ways and embrace the ways of the Lord because his ways are the ways that lead to eternal life. And that while we live in this life, we can be at peace and be in comfort knowing 
that we have his covering, his guidance, his blessings, and his leadership. Because when we become born again, we are now the children of God. And God takes care of his own. So God bless you. And thank you very much. And I truly thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Be sure to uh, follow me on Spotify or Apple Music or wherever you're enjoying this podcast from. And be sure to tell your friends. Again, God bless. Thank you.